0: I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hi friends, happy Wednesday. I hope today is treating you well. Today we're talking about rest, but first today's rose, bud, and thorn. So my rose for today is that when I came into the office, my neighbor, who if you've been listening to the podcast for a while planted all those tulips that made me so happy, um, left me an article from the New York Times in my mailbox. And it was all about podcasting. And she just saw it and thought of me and put it in my mailbox and it made my day. My thorn is that I may or may not have made a weird choice with my hair. So (laughs) I saw this YouTube tutorial, or maybe it was like a TikTok thing. I don't know. I saw a thing where a woman was like, this is how you style curtain bangs, which if you don't know, I gave myself a quarantine haircut like a month or two ago. And the intention was to have curtain bangs, but it I, I cut them too short. So it just like they kept getting in my eyes, but I felt like Maybe they're long enough now to where I can wear them like that. So the first time I did it, it kind of worked. And I was like, okay, except for these pieces that are on the side, which are, like, a little bit too long. And they don't kind of, like, naturally flow into the style. And so I cut them. (laughs) And I cut them way too short and it looks crazy. And to make that even like better, I have not been able to get that style again since the first time I did it. So now not only can I not style my hair like curtain bangs, but I also have these like extra weird pieces on the side. Yay. (laughs) I am one week away. Like, the time that you're listening to this, I am one week away from being able to go get my hair cut. And no, no, I just jumped right in with those scissors. Hack, hack, hack. Um, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. But um, we'll just wait. Hair grows. Okay. And my bud, this is the last time you're going to hear me say this, but... You can still sign up for my free workshop. I'm hosting a workshop tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go make sure you register in the show notes, through the link in the show notes, so that you can join me live. I'm talking all things taking back your time, work-life balance, how to have more rest and ease and guilt-free time in your life, and you do not want to miss it. Okay, so today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I have compiled questions from the phone line specifically relating to time or rest or productivity, things along those lines like managing your energy levels. And then I wrote an essay for you that I'm going to read at the end of the episode. So maybe this will be a little bit weird. Maybe it'll be awesome. I don't know. We will find out together. Um, but let's jump in to the questions. So the first question I have is, hi, I am a type 9 looking for help on building healthier habits. I often feel so motivated to change the way I spend my time, but I have so much anxiety about losing the time I spend coming out on social media, TV, etc. I think this is related to fear of losing this unhealthy coping mechanism that has kept me distracted and safe for so long. Help. Okay. So any of us who are wanting to build in healthier habits, but we have these other things that are taking their place. Here is how I like to think about it. So the first thing that we want to keep in mind is what's the goal of this healthy habit? Is this a healthy habit? I want to achieve? Or is it something I feel like I should do? If it's something I feel like I should do, why? And is it something I really want to follow through with? A lot of times we're not following through with what we think are our healthy habits because quite frankly, we don't really want to, and maybe it's not a priority right now, and that's okay. Now, when it comes to things we actually want to do, but we feel like we can't do them, we can think about our obstacles. And it sounds like maybe you've identified your obstacles. So it sounds like social media and TV may be the things standing in your way from doing what you want to do. So what I recommend is pick a time of day where you make this a priority and tag it onto a habit that already exists. So if, let's say, for example, You are really good at always eating breakfast, but you're not as good at reading as much as you would like to read. Well, read while you eat breakfast. Combine a task that you are trying to build with a a habit that you are already sustaining. That way, they're connected and it serves as like a trigger to remind you to do the thing you want to do. And then eliminate any obstacles. So, if your main obstacles are TV or social media, maybe you put your phone up for a couple of hours a day and you give yourself the time and space to do what you want and need to do. So this doesn't mean that you need to cut off social media and TV altogether. They just need to have their appropriate place and time in your life. So if you enjoy you know, decompressing through social media, maybe you set a time limit on your phone, or maybe you say, I'm not going to use my phone until a certain time of day. That way you're not kind of forcing yourself to not do things that maybe you enjoy doing, but you're putting them in their proper place. You're giving them a home in your life instead of letting them tell you when they get to be in charge. Hopefully that is helpful. It does sound type nine like you would really benefit from the workshop tomorrow. Um, I probably will say this to everyone. I, I I won't say it to everyone, but I probably could. Um, but it does sound like this is a good fit for you what we're talking about tomorrow. All right. Next question. Hello. I just started listening to the podcast. It's awesome. Thank you. I'm waiting for my husband to take his test so I can see his number. My question, if it hadn't already been answered, what advice would you give for people who have been in lockdown or quarantine to kind of reintegrate into society once things start to open back up again? As you may have guessed, I am a type five. All of my partner talks about is all the things he can't wait to do when things open back up again and makes me want to hide under the floorboards. Um, Okay. This is so relatable and timely. We are all dealing with this kind of different energy around what going back into society is going to look like. I, for one, am similar to you, or I'm kind of like not ready. I don't know that I want to go back to the life I had before. And I think that's good information for us, right? This is just data. And so I think what you might want to do is really sit down and think to yourself, what kind of life do I want to live? And be intentional about it. Really think about like, what do I want my days to look like and my weeks to look like post-quarantine? And can I do that on purpose? Instead of feeling like whatever you know our partner says they want to do is gotta be what we wanna do, or feeling like this pressure. But and especially with our fives, a lot of the stress in your life comes from not communicating up front um, your needs and desires, but kind of just giving yourself your needs and desires. And it can it confusing people a little bit. So really you just need to talk about it and maybe you say, okay, what's my vision for post quarantine life for me? And then share that with your partner up front so that you can have an honest conversation about it so that he's on he understands and he's on board with where you're going. So I really think that it's just about knowing. You're setting your intention for how you want to live. Um, Do you want to spend more time at home even when you don't have to? There's nothing wrong with that. That's not a problem. Um, If you have less social needs than your partner has, maybe your partner needs to have time with his friends that doesn't involve you and that's beautiful and great and healthy. And you get to have your alone time. You know, maybe you guys can find a balance and a compromise there. Um, And then kind of maybe work on a compromise toward his direction. If he needs you to be more social sometimes, say, well, I can I can definitely give you like one night a month or one night a week, whatever feels comfortable to you. And, and that's the expectation you're setting versus kind of living in a reactive place, which can perpetuate more stress and ultimately make it harder for you to want to socialize. Next question is I am an Enneagram type six, married to an Enneagram type five. We have two little ones, two and a half and four months. The past few years have brought lots of transition and change for us, and my type five husband is tapped out of his energy. I have been guilty of going to my worst case scenarios. I think we need couples therapy, and he has refused. Your recent podcast on what to do when people in your life won't has been super helpful, and I've listened three times already. Any specific tips on Enneagram type fives and going to therapy? I think his need for privacy and hoarding resources, time, energy, and money, and his withdrawing stance makes it difficult for him to go. Thanks for any advice you can offer. I appreciate your podcast. Um, Well, I am so glad that you are here, our type six. And I understand this kind of difficult position that you're in if you feel like I want and need support here. And I need you to help me get the support that I need. And in order for that to be possible, you need to come and join. And when they won't, um, that puts you in a really difficult position. So I think that there's a couple of things to keep in mind. First, asking him why, and maybe you have already done this, but understanding his why and addressing that directly. So maybe his why is the resources, time, energy, and money, or maybe his why is like, I don't want to talk to a stranger about my problems. Maybe his why is like, It's actually pretty comfortable for him the way things are and he doesn't want it to change. I don't know, um, your husband or this particular situation, but either way that doesn't take away your need for therapy with him, right? Like you, you're expressing a clear need, a clear desire, um, that is perfectly appropriate to request and his refusal, um, doesn't have to be the end of the conversation, um, we can come back to him and say, okay, we need to talk this through because this is something that's really important to me. So we need to make it a priority. Um, this is a situation in which he might he's going to need to compromise with you. And um, and that's okay. If it is, let's say it is time, money, energy, and money, like talk out possible solutions. Could we do virtual therapy through something like better help? Or could we do um therapy less frequently. You know, maybe you go once a month instead of once a week so that you are able to navigate your financial and energetic export. Now, going once a month may not be ideal in the beginning, but it will be more appropriate long-term. However, you guys have to work with what you can work with. If you can get him in there once a month, that's better than nothing. And so check in with him. Maybe he'd be more comfortable with virtual therapy than in-person therapy because there's less travel time. Oftentimes it's less expensive. There's less of a time and energy commitment there. There's a little bit of distance between you and the therapist. You have a little bit more protection in terms of feeling like your privacy is protected. The other option here is that you go to therapy even if he won't go. So that way you are getting the support that you need to maybe set some boundaries that sounds like need to be set. Um, if his energy is tapped out and you still need help and support, well, then you guys need to figure that out. And if he's not willing to figure it out himself, then you might need someone to talk to you so that you can figure out what your boundaries are, what your expectations are, how you're feeling about the situation, and that's also okay. And maybe. Just talking to, you know, I've had a therapist say to me in, in past relationships, like, it's okay for you to require them to go to therapy to be in a relationship with you. Like, you, that's a, a a reasonable request to make. And I'm not saying that you need to give your husband an ultimatum. That's not my place. But I am saying you're not crazy for wanting this. You're not wrong for feeling that this is really important. There is reasonable expectation for him to compromise on this one and you will only benefit from therapy. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that this can support you guys in your journey with rest and time and boundaries. Real quick, we're gonna take a break for today's sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by our show's sponsor, Better Help Online Therapy. We try our hardest to take care of Everything in our lives, I know that you guys are working so hard to do it all, and the amazing thing is that we can get the support we need. Therapy works there's oftentimes the a misunderstanding of what therapy is, but it can be whatever you need it to be. It doesn't have to be just sitting around talking about your feelings or that can be exactly what it is if you need it to be. It's completely up to you. I have had seasons where I've needed a therapist to give me feedback. I've had seasons where I just needed someone to ask me really good questions. And I've had therapists who have helped me to work towards some of my larger goals. When everyone is struggling with something, there is no shame in asking for support. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to it's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours which to me is a big deal during the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about it's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Enneagram & Coffee listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash egram. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash egram. Thank you for supporting the podcast, BetterHelp. Now, ultimately, with this episode, I want to give you permission to rest to feel the release on the pressure to constantly be striving and conquering and moving upward. There is so much life to be lived in the moments in between, checking things off of our to-do lists, but we've been tricked by society into thinking that what matters is our work when what matters is our life. At the end of the day, the pressure we feel to be significant, to be remembered after we die, to get that awesome car or amazing house, are things we won't ever truly get to enjoy. Our legacy will be the way we treated the people around us. A big house means nothing if we are so busy working that we can't enjoy being there. Pay attention to what you truly want, how you truly want to feel. And notice what you adopt from the people you follow online, your corporate culture, or the people around you. What you want and what they want may not be the same, and building your life on someone else's dream will leave you burned out, exhausted, and alone to live with the aftermath of chasing the wrong person's desires. You aren't a machine. You are a living, breathing being who is not made to simply pump out and produce more, but instead to be and feel and love. This doesn't mean you can't have big dreams or even big houses if you so desire. It just means that I want you to know why you do the things you do so that you are putting your energy in the right places and not working 24-7 to get down a road that doesn't even lead to the right destination. If any of this resonates for you, come join me tomorrow in my free workshop all about feeling confident in where you spend your time. The link should be in the show notes for you, but just in case, you can find it in my bio on Instagram as well. I will see you tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Talk all about making more time for you in your life.